Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. And this week we are back in the Black Diamond universe, Unlucky 13. I am simultaneously the most excited and most nervous for this book. Yes. So this is actually the longest book in the series so far, and we're starting a day late it's from what exiled, we know. It's Exiled by Jesse Walker. Sorry, I cut Courtney off before she actually got to say the name of the book. Just because I have a lot of feelings. Yes, and we've talked about Jesse Walker before. We love Jesse Walker. Uh, we haven't been recording their newest books, but only because they have open-ended series and we want to wait for the conclusion before we do do read-alongs for those series yeah she's got like a really um intertwined world and they're it's all just like very open-ended right now yeah so we're just waiting to read any of her other books but this book is a standalone and this book falls in the world that we're reading so we get to do this book with you guys today and i'm so excited um courtney did start to say it is 610 freaking pages which doesn't seem like a lot until you're inside of the book and you're like holy shit and it's it's a beefy one for sure um yeah, I think 610 pages seems like a lot. I would say like my standard most favorite amount of pages in a book is like 400 to 450. Like if I'm looking for a book, that is one of the things that I'm looking for before I click on it. Yeah, see, I have a really short attention span. So anything over five usually starts to lose my interest like really quickly. Because usually it means that there's, like, a ton of stuff going on. And I love a plot-heavy story, but I am I have a really short attention span, ADHD brain. So, like, I start drifting, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just come back to this. And it takes me a while to finish books like these, which I don't have the luxury of time with this particular book. Because we record we- these episodes within, like, a four-day period, and then we have to get them edited and out. So... And also, it's Labor Day weekend for us, so and I'm not even going to be here for two of those four days. So we're going to have to hustle. Yeah. Is basically what she's saying. Not that any of that will mean anything to you because editing. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, so we're, uh, we're, we're nervous about the time constraint. I'm also nervous about, um, like, the angst even the blurb i was like oh my god i'm already like heartbroken and we haven't even met the characters yet i don't even remember what the blurb was about i just remember how it made me feel so the blurb is about a troubled the troubled child the problem child of wealthier famous parents and he gets sent to black diamond for rehab where he meets a man who's almost twice his age newly divorced and a recovering alcoholic uh, now, neither of them believe that they deserve to be there. I'm assuming on the rehab side of Black Diamond. I could be wrong, though, because I was wrong last time. I thought that they were on the rehab side. Yeah. So uh, they end up doing this team building exercise and they get stranded uh, in the wilderness and trauma bond. But 
there's, you know, obviously they only have so much time together. And I'm assuming, I don't know necessarily, but it doesn't seem like the um, second main male character, the older one, Nolan, is out. Um, it Just from the blurb, because it's like, close your eyes and I'll close mine too. I don't know. I feel like that could be taken a lot of different ways. It wouldn't surprise me. Let me download it, see if there's any content warnings in the beginning. So this is uh, this author's lightest to date book, but it's still far from light. It's also the spiciest to date. Sensitive um, topics. It doesn't say. Not a dark romance, but does get heavy. Also, this book's format is set up really weird. So it's the epigraph which I'm assuming is the contents of most of the story, and then the epilogue. And then you have, which is the entire story, and then you have uh, some extra content, which is some of Nolan's letters, which don't know what that's about, and then an exiled bonus scene. Wait, so there's no... There's no chapters at all. It's just the epigraph and the epilogue. So um, I don't know. How do we do this then? It looks like we're going to have to do epigraph and epilogue. And then, well, no, because it's separated by like point of views. So, um, and then it looks like in each of the point of views, like we can just say whatever the freaking, what the fuck? So 49. Oh, it's all Nolan, though, it looks like. Um, in these, like, middle chapters, at least. So, okay, this is how we're going to have to do it, people. And if you're reading along with us, I'm going to try to explain what I'm saying as clearly as possible. So at 49% for me, which we know is not the same for everyone, it's a Nolan point of view. And... uh. It says it's like there's a storm inside me. He says quietly, his voice forced. That's the first line. Courtney, are you there? Yeah, sorry. I found it. It's just that's such an unsteady place to stop. I really wish there was chapters. Use your bookmark. I did. Everybody, Not just you. Everybody that's reading along with us. Use your bookmark um, because we don't we don't have a choice. Jesse Walker, why <laughs> do you not know that we do this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh yeah, holy shit! The entire book. Oh, yeah, the entire book does not have chapters. Well, just the epigraph is like quite literally at ninety four percent. Yeah, it's the whole book. So, um, yeah, 49%. Nolan's point of view, it's like there's a storm inside me. He says quietly, his voice forced. That's the first sentence. This is where we're putting a bookmark um, so that we can all meet back at the same spot. Because, what the fuck? And I feel like most... Of the chapters that I was, like, scrolling through have something to do with a storm, like, the first, like, it was, I scrolled through, like, four, trying to find the midway point, and they all say something about a storm. 
I don't think that's necessarily like on purpose, but I thought that was interesting. Um, oh, maybe it is on purpose. So like the quote in the very beginning is from Vincent Van Gogh and it's the heart of a man is very much like the sea. It has its storms. It has its tides in its depths. It has its pearls too. So. Hmm. Very storm. Storm heavy metaphors in this book. So she is, um, she, so what do we notice the last time we read this book, at least for me, or not this book, this author, at least for me, I don't know if it was the same for Courtney. I believe it was. Um, it started off kind of slow because this author is like very metaphor heavy. Like the writing style is just so beautiful, but it's not like the easiest to get into until you're into it. Yeah. Once you hit that point where you start really hitting to the, the, I guess, meat of the plot, you're so sucked in. But yeah, the very beginning is usually, um, it's very, oh, I can't think of the word. It's not necessarily like, flowery writing but it is very like metaphor heavy like beautiful writing um but it's not like the it's it's not just like suck you in immediately writing it's like build you up slowly and then you can't let go it reminds me of like how you think of like the classic english writers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like obviously there's a ton of smut and like you know different kinds of plot than you would see in like jane austen but you know what I mean? It That's what almost it reminds me of. It's got very, I wonder if maybe this author like took, I don't, not inspiration, but like, you know, that's where maybe they learned a lot of their writing thing is like from just classic because it's got that feel to it where it's got that very. Uh, maybe. And have you seen Jesse Walker? No. She's just like fucking cute and she looks fun as hell. And like every once in a while she'll post a picture in her like book group and stuff that I'm in. And she just like looks like she's so much fun. And like I absolutely love her writing style, but I feel like if you look at a picture of her and then you read her books, like it it wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> because she does write just so like beautiful and sophisticated and there you go sophisticated and sophisticated and like she just looks like wild and free and fun and her writing style is not (laughs) it's very sophisticated so like um yeah I don't know I I think she's beautiful but she just like looks totally different than what I was expecting from her writing style and I love that so much that's super cool all right, well, I'm ready to dive in because this book is going to take uh, quite a bit of mental yeah. energy to get through. And I'm so excited to read another Jesse Walker book. So, me too. So, um, hopefully, you paid attention to where we're stopping <laughs> because it's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, for those of you reading along, uh, go to the bookmark. <laughs> Pause here. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Woo! This was a long one. I Okay, can I just start off by saying, why can't every read-along be like a Jesse Walker read-along? <laughs> because it's good. I just love her so much. It yeah, is good. I'm a fan, too. 
I don't even know where to start. There's a lot to unpack here. <sighs> yeah. So 300 pages of unpacking. Yeah, for real. Uh, so we've got uh, la, 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 Skylar. Skylar has, I th- it's got to be like some form of autism or sensory overload going on. And so his whole life, he has like these outbursts. What the fuck is going on with my computer? Sorry. He has these outbursts that where he just, he can't control himself. Like he'll just like, I, I don't know. Uh, there was a flashback where he like destroyed a classroom and then his teacher went to go like grab him or something and he punched her in the face. And uh, so he was sent away to boarding schools at a really young age. I think it was like seven years old. And uh it doesn't seem like any of them really worked to control because nobody cared to figure out what was actually wrong. They just called him a problem kid and sent him as far away as possible to be out of their hair. So yeah. eventually he ends up in this super religious uh, boarding school that was drugging him and sedating him. And I thought that that was going to be a lot worse than it was when it, it first started. Being- I don't. Discussed. I don't, I don't think we've scratched the surface. I thought it was going to be like here. like sexual abuse and stuff like that because I, every time I hear of like religious institute, it's just it. The first thing I think of is oh, they're definitely molesting kids. I think that um, it's going to end up being worse than that because he did say that he was put through conversion therapy, and we haven't really. Um, dove into what that entailed like he's touched on it a little bit but he hasn't really um, gone into it too much so I'm not sure that we've scratched the surface on that another thing I wanted to uh, point out but I didn't want to cut you off is he's been diagnosed with everything under the fucking sun at some point or another so he was originally diagnosed with autism And then doctors and parents and whatever were like, no, that's not it because he makes eye contact. But if you like, like pay attention to what he's saying, he has a very hard time making eye contact. It's something that he consciously chooses to do because he got in trouble for not making eye contact. So that's um, been mentioned a few times. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm thinking that's probably what it is, is that he does have some form of autism, um, but he's been diagnosed with, you know, all all sorts of things. Um, and then he, by the time he got to Black Diamond, he just had a folder full of things that doctors and therapists and whatever have said, and none of that came from his own mouth. He's just had people controlling him and telling people, what's going on with his life, his whole life. So when he got to Black Diamond, one of the first things was the therapist threw away the folder and started a new one. And so that was kind of a big thing, a big moment for him because that's nobody's ever listened to him before. Um, So Skylar's a very complex character. He's got a lot going on. Um, And it's almost as if every single decision he makes is a struggle and um so he's just never comfortable in his own skin and so in comes nolan and nolan gives him 
a sense of comfortability, a sense of freedom, um, kind of. Because <laughs> Nolan also is very keen on pushing him out of his comfort zone. And uh, Nolan's got his own laundry list of issues. So Nolan is an alcoholic and he had five years sober and he one year during Christmas decided that he was going to drink. They left the spiked eggnog out and nobody was in the room and he just decided that it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I've been sober for five years. I can handle it. Um, Started drinking again, was hiding the fact that he was drinking again. He was left alone with his two-year-old daughter and she almost fell into a pool. Mom came home. His wife came home um, seconds before the baby fell into a pool and died. So uh, she was like, you know, you're not seeing our daughter anymore and you need to do rehab. So this is now he's in his third stint of rehab that he keeps trying to jump through hoops to get to see his daughter and she's just making him do it longer and longer and longer. Um, So Nolan is angry and very growly of a person, which I don't blame him. I mean, like, also I do, though, because you fucked up big time, but he's trying to pay his penance and he's trying to, you know, do what he has to do to get better to see his daughter. But uh, that's it. He's another complex one because he's got a lot of shit going on, um, not just internally, but externally as well. So, I don't know. Oh, another thing with Skylar is he's under a fucking conservatorship. Which yeah. is how he ended up in Black Diamond. That's kind of a big thing. I feel like we're going to learn more about that. Uh, this, is, this is Skylar's last strike. So, if he can't, what his parents want him to do is essentially be normal. Like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with him. But according to his parents, you know, this is the last strike for him. If he can't come out of this rehab center, which they sent him to rehab instead of the mental health side. Because he ended up trying to kill himself by downing his mom Xanax and then drinking, like, I think it was like a bottle of vodka or something. Because he was trying to die after all of the horrors he had at the academy that he was at. He came home. He tried to tell his parents everything. He finally just, like, snapped and opened the floodgates and he told them everything that happened. His mother got up from the table, slapped him, blamed him, and said nothing actually happened. Like, you know... None of that is true. You're a liar. You're dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes and he tries to kill himself using her pills, which I mean, you know, obviously people who use them responsibly, whatever. But it seems like the mom has a problem, too. Well, they both do. Both the parents have a problem. The mom is just an all around terrible person. There was an incident with Skylar was little where she like wouldn't make him food or whatever. And he was starving. So he tried to make himself food, burn himself. And then she hit him over the fact that he burned himself because it was like an inconvenience to her. But yeah. anyway, all of that. So uh, on Nolan's side, I can get his ex-wife's point of view because I don't know, I'd probably end up drowning somebody if they were, you know, if I were in that situation. But also I do understand, you know, he is trying to be better. Yeah. But the like, problem is, is he doesn't think like he... 
he doesn't think he needs to be there. And I don't think that he really is working through, you know, I mean, both of us have a very unique, I guess, perspective (laughs) on alcoholism. Because it was something that we grew up, you know, being a very involved part of as far as. uh, That's that's how Courtney and I met. Yes. So not us. We We, we weren't the alcoholics. But we were like six years old and um, met at a meeting. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) So, from a unique perspective of somebody on the outside who sees, uh, I remember watching the adults in my life that were involved in that. Like, you know, you have to really work the steps. And it seems like Nolan is just kind of like coasting and waiting. And I'm not saying he didn't or isn't. But at the same time, he's like, well, I'm sober again. And I'm not going to fuck it up this time. So, like, just let me come home and see my kid. There's no real, like, self-work. Yeah, exactly. How'd you get to the point point that you decided that taking that first drink was going to be okay? Right. How did you get to that point? And what do you need to work on? You know, and he's not doing that work. As far as we know, I think that there has been um, somewhat of a shift since him and Skylar have started getting closer, um, a shift in both of them where they both have kind of realized that they do need to do work on themselves. So I'm I'm interested to see how that will go. It's Jesse Walker. We've got 300 pages left. <laughs> like, baby, we're getting into all of it. For okay. sure. Um, I, so we're going to find out about that, <laughs> I'm sure. We're going to find out about what happens after they leave, I'm sure. Like, it's... We're gonna we're gonna know all the things, which is something that I so 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 fucking appreciate about this author is that like things are not getting left out for the sake of writing a shorter book. Like she will write the longest fucking book, but you're gonna know all the things. For yeah, I really am so glad that Jesse Walker was included in this series because holy shit, like if there's one thing that Jesse Walker can do right, it's um both addiction and Mm-hmm. angst holy mm-hmm. you know just the feeling story. you really feel wrapped up in all of the emotions that are happening to that i cried during the first half of this book i mean i'm i'm pmsing so i'm crying a lot <laughs> easier but still like i cried it's just she just does emotion so well like you feel so connected to her characters you feel Skylar's frustration that he doesn't know how to express himself. You feel Nolan's heartbreak that his wife, you know, just just stringing him along. You feel his confusion, not that this is a man, but that this is a young man that he's messing around with. You feel, you know, Skylar's like, I know this is going to fuck me up, but I'm doing it anyways. Like, you feel every single one of these emotions with these characters. And she's just such a storyteller. Like, there's really not that much actually going on as far as the day-to-day goes because they're in rehab. There's not much. I mean, there's not, like, an exciting plot going on, but... It's really like very emotion based, and she definitely tells a story with her emotions. I just like if you think back, if anybody didn't listen to our previous Jesse Walker episode, at the end of it, we both got like so mushy and we're like, it's authors like this that just makes us like so grateful to be a reader. Like, thank you for sharing a piece of yourself. And I feel the same way now. Like, she just has such a 
beautiful writing style and such beautiful storytelling that it's like you just feel grateful that you get to be a part of it. Like it's just <laughs> I don't know. I fucking love this author so much. She's just incredible. This is one of those authors that I feel like is definitely they stick with you for a long, long time. I still think about uh, the previous work that I've read and I'm always excited to jump into more work. Uh, I just I I know we're waiting very impatiently for the next works to do more read-alongs on this other, but the, it sticks with you. The emotion and the the story, the plot, like, you know, it, these characters yeah. too, they stick. The voice of this author is just really incredible and so just memorable. It's one of those things where you'll think back on it long after you're done. Yeah. She and I'm sure when we finish this book and we get a fucking epilogue and all the things, oh. Courtney and I are just gonna oh. come back mushy as fuck. Okay. So Oh God. Uh, I can't wait. I'm ready to keep epilogue. going. Same. I am too. I mean, I'm probably not actually gonna get to this book until later tonight or tomorrow, but I'm excited to dive in. Okay, so if you are reading along with us and you want to hear all the mushy mushy at the end, uh, go ahead and pause here and come back at the end of the book. Okay, we're back. Yes. Um, This book was amazing. I mean, Jesse Walker is amazing. We expected this. I'm very pleased. I'm grateful that we got to read it. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was really good. There was uh, there was such good growth from both characters, and oh my god, the epilogue was so good. We kind of got a double epilogue because they did like a five year time jump, and then they did the epilogue, and I thought it was so fucking good. Well, they did it like a three month and then a five month, so we got to see the proposal. And then a five-year, and we got to see five years down the line when they have a kid of their own. And yeah, it was so sweet. I know. It was really cute. I really liked it. I I loved it. I loved all the character growth. I loved all everything about it. I mean, what more can you say? Jesse Walker is just amazing, phenomenal author. Yeah, I. she's definitely someone that you would love to be able to, like, pick her brain. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if there was ever like a a convention or something here and I got to meet like she would be one of the authors, I would definitely like You know where she lives? Place. Did you read the author's whatever no, in the back? I never do. Oh, I actually did this time. I also never do. Um she lives in Scranton. Oh my gosh. Like isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. Um, so that is a real place and that is where jesse walker lives <laughs> that's super cool though that is cool um it is nowhere near us no i don't even know where it's ohio right i don't even know pennsylvania. where ohio is. pennsylvania i don't even know where pennsylvania is i think it's somewhat by new yorkish courtney also apparently cheated in geography i did actually but I that's not the point here <laughs> um that's funny. No, um, yeah, I mean, I live in Vegas, so we do get conventions here. I've just never gone before. Um, she, yeah, she's just incredible. It's just, like, how? How does so much brilliance come out of one person? 
That's a good question. I don't know. There is you have those authors though that like really hit you just the right way and like stick with you. And this is definitely one of those authors. I have never forgotten a character from Jesse Walker. Yeah, and it's just like even if you forget the plot and you forget the characters and you forget, you know, whatever, like you don't forget how it made you feel. True. Like it's just such strong emotions that this author is able to provoke. Like we we were 55% in like right after we went back to reading after we recorded the last time. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so sad. It's like where they like separated on the island. And I was just like, you felt it with them. Yeah. Ugh, so good. And I was right. He was uh, he did end up getting diagnosed as autistic um, and ADHD. He had a dual diagnosis. Yes, which is. You know, and I really love that the uh, thorough, uh, I, I read kind of a little bit of the, you know, the afterword of a, of the book. I didn't read all of it, but there was a lot of real thorough, I feel like, um, knowledge. So research, she, has, like, she has a bachelor's in psychology. Yeah. So it was so well written it was there was a lot of thought and care put into it it wasn't like that cliche you know you see a lot of it and we've talked about this before i think it was the blake blessing the fractured or whatever Mm -hmm. uh that one we uh when you read a book about mental health especially when it's so very strongly uh prevalent in like a book like this with characters like skylar you really want to see well-researched because when all you see is those cliches about a certain diagnosis or about a certain condition, you really, it feels cheap. It, and this was just so amazingly well done. I you think know? I agree. And I think especially with Skylar being misdiagnosed his whole life and then just struggling, not understanding why no one understands him. and. He's just got, he's not like to a point where he can't function, but he has quirks and like, it's not a bad thing. He just needs a little extra care sometimes. And it, it was just really subtly done, really just beautifully well done. And like, yes, it was a main plot point, like his quirks, his autism, his storms, um, as they were were a main plot point but it was also very subtly done with the stimming and things like that with the eye contact like if you're not paying attention you could miss it yeah i uh, oh go ahead sorry no it's just this book oh I i loved it i mean jesse walker knocks it out of the park all the time go ahead yeah and so then on the other hand we have nolan and she talked about it in her like author's note at the back that she wanted to talk about how, yeah, it's easy to talk about relapse when things are hard and you just wanted an escape. But a lot of times, you know, you don't really hear people talk about how easy it is to relapse when things are good. And you've been doing good and you're five years sober. So what's one drink going to do? Well, one drink can 
send you spiraling if you're an alcoholic. And, you know, it's something that um, we've listened to our whole lives. We've grown up, you know, knowing these things as as fact for alcoholics because we grew up in the rooms. Um, but it's it was just very well portrayed. Like, you can tell that Jesse Walker has experience in this department in some way or another where she is either an alcoholic or an addict or is very close to an alcoholic or an addict because she writes addiction so well. Yeah, this was done with the utmost care on both sides of the coin. This was done with such a real a real world view and just so much care and love put into the writing of both of these characters with their struggles and their, you know, the, the mentality that goes into, uh, you know, the misdiagnosing and, and the, uh, the mental health and then also the addiction and stuff like that. It was just so well done. So, so well done. Yes. And she did say that she does plan on doing books for the two other gay couples that we saw in this book. I don't remember their names. It was like Parker and Adam and then Hudson and Cortland. Yeah. So she does plan on doing books for them. I think she had already planned on doing books for them and used this book as a way to introduce them. So that's cool. I would be uh, interested in the Parker Adam one because so Adam was a character who he tricked. Well, so his stepfather was one of the priests at the Canon Academy, and he had been introduced as a roommate to Skylar, but he was essentially there, or Skylar had thought that he was there as like a plant. He was there to essentially trick Ada or trick Skylar into revealing that he was gay or something like that. And then he went and told the pastor, and that's when he was put into the conversion part. Because the Canon Academy, it started out as a regular boarding school. But then when they learned he was gay, it turned into they took him to the second part of the academy or the secret part that nobody really talks about, which was the conversion therapy part. And yeah, and that and that was Adam's role. Adam was planted with different boys there, and that's how they came up with the Canon Five um, that is talked about in the I don't know if it's in the epilogue. I think it's in the epilogue that they just like kind of wrap up the Canon Academy. Mm-hmm. Um and so they talk about the Canon five and he, he, that was his role. His stepfather was a pastor and he would have him go and, you know, trick boys into basically outing themselves to him. And then they would be put into conversion therapy. And so then it turned out Adam wasn't just tricking boys, but he was gay. And then Parker comes in to play. So that'll be a really good one. On the other hand though, um, it's Hudson and Court. They have an interesting story too because uh, one of them was married to the other one's sister first. Hudson was married to Cortland's sister. Hudson is uh, Nolan's best friend and he's bisexual. So he was married to Cortland's sister and that's how they got together was while yeah. he was married. So, and it just, it didn't go too far into it, but it was just like a quick little... You know, like Cortland's not the homewrecker people think he is, and um, things like that. So I'm, I think they'll both be great. I'm gonna read whatever she puts out because 
Hello. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. And we are still waiting on, uh, we have to wrap up the uh, where there's a will saga because we wrapped up the first couple stories, but then there's another couple in that specific town. And then there's also going to be the outlier story, which is in the little bird or caged bird. It's, I can't remember. It's I think it's a little bird, but it's all wrapped up together. So we just have to wait. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because those are, they're coming, but not as quickly as we would like them. But I mean, with them, they're actually they're coming pretty quick. It's just, we're just impatient. Yeah. And with um, so much care that this author puts into their books, I don't mind waiting to have the full story just because uh, you know, it's going to be amazing when it is like finished. We're not even yeah. going to want to finish it. Ugh. It's so hard to finish a Jesse Walker book because what do you even fucking read after? You don't. You sit and wallow for I a I didn't day. realize it was September. I had like four books come out today and I was so busy and then wrapped up in trying to finish this book that I was like, oh shit, it's September. Like I had a bunch of books have, come out. I haven't even looked at fucking books. I have. I started a series. It's okay. It's not worth me bringing up. Um, and I've just been reading that for like almost the whole fucking time we've been doing this so no that's not true but um anyway so who's next uh next is the becca steel book i was wrong when i thought that this one that oh because kindle's been fucking up yeah they've been giving us the two weeks ahead one instead of the next one in the series which is confusing but yeah so you know why you know why i think that is because um i think was it Ashley? Ashley James was removed, but like the book is still available, but it's not in the like list of books, so it's all fucked up. Oh my god, we only have two left. Oh no! I what the fuck are we gonna do? I don't <laughs> we already went through thirteen of these thirteen weeks uh, in this world, but the the stories are all so unique that. Even though it's a shared world, it really is fun diving into each of these authors' like minds and their version of this world. Yes. Okay, so next week is Becca Steele. After that is Charlie Meadows. We're ending on Charlie Meadows. I'm excited for that, too. I do like Charlie Meadows. She's just cute and sweet, so I wonder if we're going to be ending on a cute and sweet note. Becca Steele, I've never read a male male book by Becca Steele, so I'm very excited. You uh, definitely should because she had one come out not that long ago, and I I haven't read it yet, but um, I read the reviews for it. It's still in my list. I have so much shit to get to. Maybe we'll do it together. Okay. Who knows? I'm not <laughs> promising. Anything. I'm excited. Um, okay, so if you want to listen to us read the Becca Steele book next, then stick around for next week. And that will be our next read along. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.